Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Once you don't have a board in place, you don't have the technical expertise, you're not likely to get approval for the kind of budgets that allow heavy investment because there's likely to be a cap on what you can do by yourself. It has serious implications on the speed with which the Special Prosecutor's Office can deliver on its mandate. Um, and that office has become even much more relevant given the number of incidents that have come up and the public has raised their voices and there's an interest being taken on. For those cases to be investigated uh, in the short term and for the special prosecutor to come back with feedback to update the public and therefore to move the process forward to, let's say, prosecution and what have you, uh, the board ought to be in place. Nine months is too many months uh, gone quiet, especially when we know that the various agencies have submitted some name already. Yes. Is frozen the assets of Sir John, and I'm bound to say he has done very well. But I think that he also, uh, he has not done as much as I expected. Because if the board was not being constituted, he should have come out. So we also want to tell him that, look, next time he should be more forthright. Because he's supposed to be independent. So if he doesn't have a board and he's quiet about it, I mean, it's not a good thing. It's like you said, Jabin was earning a living as a, a private legal practitioner. I don't expect that uh, you'll be cozy with government. If your body is not being constituted, come out. Okay? So, yes, uh, I'm very excited that he's closing the assets of John. But in the same breath, I'm not happy at all that he kept me that uh, while his board was not constituted. I am puzzled by the whole uh, issue of the board because we we submitted the nominee for the anti corruption organizations in March. And I know that all the agencies have also submitted their nominations. So I don't understand why just the inauguration is, is becoming a problem. It would definitely be a big problem for the OSP because the way the 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 governance architecture is designed for him to get in senior officers, directors, and so on. He needs the advice of the board. Uh, and without that, they cannot legitimately uh, sort of work. So I really, um, I am, it's a puzzle to me why this has dragged on. I really urge an appeal uh, to government to really just, I mean, within a few days just get this inauguration done so that he can get on with his work. Some will say these are the very basics for the office to function but uh, after all these years the issue about whether we are really serious yeah, about the yeah. fight against corruption comes up. Are we really serious about it? I think that's the, 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 the question and it's the right question to ask because you know we cannot keep making these statements that the OSB is one of our key interventions for fighting corruption and yet our actions don't speak loud enough that we want to make that institution work. 
So I really think that this is not good, even in terms of the resources. Yes, we, I know that uh, the situation is very difficult for the finance ministry and everyone, but the the OSP's mandate and you know from a preventive point of view, even in recovering assets of of proceeds of crime, I think it's an investment that the government has to make, so that even if money is tight, the OSP has to be prioritised in the way in which monies are released. Uh, it's not it's not particularly because he has to do a lot of uh, heavy you know, lifting at the beginning because the office is now being set up. He needs his resources very early. If it's released in this way, he cannot really operate. We in civil society or youth citizens are not putting enough pressure on the president to, to do what he's expected to do. Some of us have talked about it on air, but we need the anti-corruption and other institutions to come out with press releases calling on the president to appoint the board. My checks have shown that President say, oh, those who are there should continue. <clears throat> but you haven't made that statement publicly. You need to officially announce that they should go ahead and even inaugurate them again. Besides, some of the people on the board are no longer with their institutions. They were representing their institutions and they are proceeded on retirement. So you, ne- you need to ask them to replace those people. And if those are coming in, they need to be uh, inaugurated and even to declare their assets. So, much as you may want to blame citizens, the president has a list of institutions that is required by law to appoint boards of directors and inaugurate them. Why is he not doing it? Right, so you've been listening to um, Martin Pebu, uh, Dr. Kojo Pumpuni Asante, uh, Vitus Azim, and Adam Senanu on the absence of a board for the OSP, as well as the lack of equipment and facility for it to be able to work and do the work the way um, he feels, or that office feels is important. The OSP made a request for the approval of one billion Ghana cities. That's the budget it sought to set up the office, build a cyber security and forensic lab and sales to keep suspects and also purchase other logistics. As we understand, uh, the Ministry of Finance committed only about a 170 million, um, out of which only 10 million, 10 million has been released. Only 10 million has been released. Um, people are asking questions if we can have as much as 25 million and a whole lot more even ahead. You know, uh, money in excess of 70 million to commit to uh, building a cathedral, which we said is for the churches to do. Why not equipped to fight the corruption? So people are asking the question, the president in his campaign said that doing this office was a very important way to fight corruption. So he made a promise. And when he came into office, followed it up quickly, the law was passed. So why must it take CSOs and other individuals to put pressure on him to make the institution he believes will fight corruption, because he came to fight corruption, to work? Some just don't understand how that works. Okay, maybe 
My guests who are joining me now may have some answers to that. Mary uh, Awalana Ada is Programs Manager, Ghana Integrity Initiative. Professor Kojua Piedjetia is with the School of Law, University of Ghana. And here in the studio is Joseph Dindiok Penka, former Deputy Attorney General and Minister for Justice. We'll also be joined by Samuel Okujeto Ablakwa, MP for Nortong and Ranking Member, Foreign Affairs Committee of Parliament. Um, thank you very much. Now, Mary, the, that's the question I really ask. Why should it be the job of anybody to pressurize a president that made this the most important tool to fight corruption, campaigned on it, um, and told the whole world that I promise I have delivered and I'm fighting corruption for you? Why should anybody be the one to pressurize him to make it functional? Thank you very much, Samson. Uh, let me say good morning to your viewers and also the other panelists. Uh, that is the million-dollar question we should be asking the president. It, it is interesting and uh, somehow mind-boggling that for a president who decided that there uh, are current circumstances and the constitution, the best way to go was for the establishment of an office that will promote the fight against corruption. And as quickly as 2017, ensured that that box was hit and started work. Somehow things didn't go well. But then in his second term, he has appointed somebody who has well has shown that he is committed to fight corruption. So you ask yourself, what at all is the serious stuff that we need to ensure that we constitute the board? Nine months after the person has taken office, and let's say that uh, about three months after the list for the various institutions that are supposed to constitute the OSP board have been submitted to the chief of staff. After several reminders have been sent, let's, let's be very frank and say that it is no more interesting at all. We should call a state and say that our president, even though he has promised to fight corruption, has not shown that significantly uh, his actions when it comes to the office of the special prosecutor. I say so because the composition of the board is such that it is institutional. And so the institutions present the list, and the list is submitted to the presidency so that these people are sworn in to take charge of the office. And I'm saying that the commitment is not being shown by action because if this gentleman is supposed to work, the board should give him strategic guidance and direction. Again, for his act, the board is supposed to ensure that they advise him on recruitment, particularly of certain staff. And I was saying on another joint platform that I have personally been to that office on two, three occasions. And on the beautiful building he has been assigned, which is true, ninth floor building, it is just the ninth floor that is being uh, a fit for purpose for now. Where they are using the other floors are supposed to be retro uh, retrofitted for his purposes. He does not have the staff to work with. How 
on earth can we say that in such an instance, this person with just a few uh, people he is working with can execute the mandate for which we have given him? It, it is surprising that uh, this is happening, and it's not uh, a pleasurable at all to speak to because there is nothing. It's not like you are picking from a list of people and you need to select to please people and make others happy or the fear of not making others happy. That is not the case. This is a very straightforward matter. Institutions have presented their list. Whether you like them or not, these institutions have presented as the mandate uh, of the act in saying they have sent the list. Why won't you denigrate them to carry on with their work? And if they do not do, then we come back to say that then it is uh, the board which is not functioning well. But in this case, mm. the challenge is with the presidency. And the million dollar question is for the president to answer to. Because I do not see the hindrance whatsoever. And the special prosecutor is currently showing that he would do the work. Even, even, even in such circumstances, would you say it is fair, the accusation that this is a testament that the president is only paying lip service to this fight and nothing more? Something, I would say that in some instances he has done something and the analysis would show that he has done something. Uh, by even setting up the office, he has taken that book. He indicated he has been the president who has uh, provided more resources to the institution. And Shrike, for instance, has mentioned in the past that this is true, per the trend. Unfortunately, fighting corruption goes beyond just giving a little money. When people want one billion, you give them uh, 10, uh, 170 million. It, it's not commitment enough. When the president said he was going to fight corruption, the people of Ghana trusted him on those uh, promises he made per his campaign. Mm. And we voted for him on that. And so the mantra, seriously, is just too much. Talking, mm. talking, talking, mm. and the action is not showing. Well, you now say that somebody wants to show action. Mm. Let us say that. So when people say, to conclude, when people say that uh, the president is talking without matching the talk with action, in a lot of instances, perhaps maybe more than half of it is the case. All right. You say uh, the government has given. 170 ins uh, million instead of the uh, 1 billion that the OSP sought. Uh, the fact is that the government has committed 170. It hasn't given 170. It has given only 10 million. Now, yes, the question. Even the 10 million, mm. even the 10 million from my church, I do not think from January to June they have received 10 million. Okay. I may I may be proved wrong, mm. but they have not received that 10 million at an office. If that is not correct, perhaps they can correct that impression. And mm. we are talking about six months into the year, and this office needs to start work. We know for a fact, okay. just like I well, well, what we know is that 10 million has been released by the ministry. So if they have not, you know, as it were, secured that money yet, then that would be another issue. But the question, the next question is this. Um, we understand that the OSP feels that, uh, the new OSP um, feels that he needs to build 
a separate independent cyber security and forensic laboratory. He's come under, you know, some challenge where others say, well, uh, others have these laboratories already. You, you should just, uh, you know, try and make do with what the police may have, what may be um, the, the, is it the Bank of Ghana somewhere, the, that institution within the uh, FIC um, also has. The Financial Intelligence Unit may also have. The OSP's justification, we have heard from elsewhere, uh, from sources within the OSP, is that, look, we need to have an independent lab. We don't want to mix up with any other people because we see how ineffective things are going on. For example, in the Ejenim Boating AJ situation, where his, uh, his over 440 million was frozen, Anytime money hit his account, within the very short time that he was getting all these monies that were deemed to be, you know, uh, corrupt money. Anytime the, his bank, uh, money hit his bank account, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars into his accounts, the banks will give the necessary alert because they are, they are, they are required by law to alert the financial intelligence unit. They will give the necessary alert, but it looks like people were not taking action. And they feel that they want to be independent in this. They don't want to use people's things where people will see the things they do and might alert, you know, criminal suspects to get away. Do you think it is, it is a fair thing to ask for that they should be giving a new one altogether independent from the one or two that is in the country already? If we want to fight corruption, then we must show some seriousness. This is what the gentleman says he needs. And I couldn't agree more. Particularly when we know that in the past, things have not happened right. Uh, the gentleman you referenced, we know that the assets that were frozen got on frozen. And if the OSP has his own logistics to track some of these, I believe this wouldn't have happened. And so if he says he needs an independent forensic lab, let the people of Ghana invest in this. Fighting corruption is an expensive venture. But let us remember that the money we lose yearly to corruption is so huge that what we should be investing in ensuring that we don't lose that, those money would be just a peanut compared to what we are losing already when we look at the money that are being drained out of the uh, national city due to corruption. And so if you say that they want a forensic lab, I believe it is not too much to ask. And as the people, if we believe that we are prioritizing the fight against corruption, then it is not wrong that we invest in this to ensure that he tackles the monster of corruption mm. going forward. Right. Again, let me say, admittedly, we our resources are not uh, in a good place for now. But that does not mean that his request is not valid. And let, let's also go back to compare what is the existing relationship between these uh, anti-corruption 
and, uh, and uh, accountability agencies. Is it that rosy? Have they had a, a, a relationship where you know for sure that some of these things can happen on a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week basis where every information is flowing? We know that interagency collaboration has not been the best in this country. Mm. And so let's not deceive ourselves that, oh, because the Bank of Ghana has, you would have access to it, it will work like clockwork. I don't believe that is what would happen. Mm. So if what he needs to operationalize the office is given to him, then he would have no reason to justify failure. Okay. So let's commit All right. if we are committed to ensure right. that we do um, um, However, a very final question to you. However, um, you are the anti-corruption uh, forefront uh, in the NGO uh, space. Um, are happy that despite the constraints, the OSP is beginning to show that um, it is ready to fight the people who are plundering the states, right? Certainly. Certainly. We are beginning to see some action. And the action that is uh, uh, being exhibited by the OSP only goes to show that if we give him the needed support and we give him the needed logistics, something will come out of this struggle. And right. I believe the trust of the people would then be regained because it is, it is only when we tackle this monster and tackle those who want to take this nation for a ride, ensuring that they enrich themselves, their cronies, and then those uh, uh, politically exposed persons around them. If we tackle this monster holistically, we would be making some significant inroads. But Thank we need you. to support him, and we need to also ensure that we fight corruption by reporting and saying something when we see something, something going wrong. Thank you very much, Mary Awalana Ada, is Programs Manager, Ghana Integrity Initiative. And uh, we needed to uh, deal with her and uh, so uh, let her go because she has uh, some pressing matter to attend to right now. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Professor uh, Kujo Apiejechia of the School of Law, University of Ghana is still uh, with us online. And also here in the studio is Joseph Dendiok Penka, who is former Deputy Attorney General and Minister for Justice. So before we go to Professor PJ, maybe we should hear from you. You may know better than we do because um, you are in government, so to speak. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so what's, what's going on? Is the president not as interested as um, he was in a hurry to sign the law into the bill, into law, and, and, and all that? <laughs> Nine months after he well, got into office. Thanks, no Samson. Mm. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, thanks to my co-panelists on the program. And good morning to our viewers. First of all, Samson, let's situate whatever arguments we are making with respect to the Office of the Special Prosecutor within a certain context, and then we'll get it right. Now, it is agreeable, and there's no debate about it, that as part of his campaign message to Ghanaians, His Excellency Nanado Danko Akufuadu had promised that he was going to ensure that he decoupled this particular function 
of the Office of Attorney General from that office and cede it to the Office of Special Prosecutor mm. to ensure that the fight against corruption in our country is taken to another level. Mm. That is not in debate at all. And we all applauded that. Yes. Everybody was happy because we know, and it has been confessed even by Attorney Generals, yeah. that um, the Attorney General, yeah. that it is almost impossible yes. for impossible. a party person in the, that office to prosecute their own. You look, you look at the person in the face <laughs> that you sit together all the time to yeah. take decisions about your party and all that. You look at the person in the face. Mm. And so if you look at the memorandum that accompanied the bill itself, it states this very clearly, the policy rationale right. behind why the office of the special prosecutor was necessary now than ever before. Because right from 92, we found that if you look at political think tanks and other groups, political uh, interest groups and all that, they've all come to the conclusion that there's no debate about it. There is the need for us to have this particular office and have it functioning mm. so that we can take the fight against corruption and corruption-related offenses to another level. But something, again, you, you talked about the commitment. Let me first state that when we came into office and essentially the president mandated the Office of Attorney General to craft this bill in a manner that it will not sin against Article 88 and all that, it was done with expedition. You remember, I recall that I, I stated on this platform that I was privileged to lead a delegation to the U.S. to study their system, right. uh, which is ad hoc anyway, and see how we could replicate that in a better form by having a permanent office, which has culminated in this office that all of us have commended. Now, to the substantive matter as to whether or not um, the office has been resourced and given what it needs to be able to carry out its mandate as required by the Act. Now, first, let me state that when the Venerable Martin Alamisi Amidu came into office, he was given a small place and he complained time and again that the space was too small. And quite clearly, I, I, I agreed with him that the space was too small for him to be able to operate and carry out his mandate well. So what did His Excellency the President do? You recall again that another state institution that had put up a very magnificent edifice for his office accommodation and etc. had to cede it to the Office of the Special Prosecutor. What does that tell you? Priority. Because that other state institution is in a small accommodation that is not good enough for its status and is not able to accommodate all its staff. They spend so much to put up that magnificent edifice you see. And then His Excellency, the President himself, comes in and says that, look, where you are for now, that particular state institution, and, and, and I'm not afraid of stating it, get fund. Where you are for now is good for you, so remain there for some time. That building you put up to move in, we're going to give that to the special prosecutor. Mm. But, that but, was, but I'm sure that the facts as we know them, it's not that the entire building is for the special prosecutor. No. They, 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 can, they are supposed to use some office. I mean, of, of course, you know that, they, I mean, what, and, what are they going to do and, with that? And Martin Amidou's argument at the time, if I remember he said correctly, he was, that that, be, was that he didn't want to live with any other institution. In a premises where he would share with some uh, other institutions. institutions. Yes, right. that, that was his mm. argument. But the point I'm making is that what has been given to the special prosecutor is enough. The accommodation right. is enough to accommodate the office and then the staff. That's right. So that's the, another step we ought to commend. Now, the other step is equipping the office and then recruiting staff, that's right. which started under the old OSP. And of course, he could not 
completed before he tended in his resignation until the appointment of Kisi He Ajay. barely started the recruitment. He, he barely started. <laughs> yes, he, they advertised. But before the interviews could be conducted and uh, uh, due diligence done for them to be recruited, he left office. Again, let me state this. When Kisi Ajabin was appointed OSP, I sat on this platform and poured out all the accolades on him. And I said, as I knew him as a schoolmate in Lagos, he was very much capable and competent to handle that job. There were questions about age. You recall, today, by some of the moves that have been made so far, some of us feel vindicated. And we think that, given the support, he will take the fight against corruption to another level. Indeed, I am not in any doubt things, at all. Is it not too early to be feeling vindicated? Yes, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I had a conversation with another friend, and okay. he said a similar thing as mm. you are raising, that it was too early to start celebrating the, the success of the Office of Special Prosecutor as occupied by Kisia German. And I said that, among my people, that chick that will grow to become a big cock mm -hmm. is known immediately it is hatched. You know, and the one that will become a weakling is also known immediately it is hatched. Right. So, so they've, they've started commendable work. The yes. question now is the needed finances, the board nine months on is not in, um, the capac capacity they need, they can't have it. Let me just state again that the conclusions that I had from the panelist and then your good self may be a little erroneous because it hasn't been nine months it has been nine months since he went into office but it hasn't been nine months since the board expired and if you recall one of the anti-corruption agencies uh, head stated Vitus, Vitus yes he stated that they presented the name in march no, but Mary actually said that everything was ready three months ago. Yes. Mm. So, assuming that uh, it was ready three months ago, we could not stretch it to nine months ago, you know. So, yes, the Office of Special Prosecutor needs the board now than ever before, because as rightly pointed out, without the board, he's uh, unable to take major decisions, because he's only able to take administrative decisions that confine him to his limit as far as spending is concerned and etc. But again, the, remember that this is a very sensitive state institution. And after the other agencies have appointed their representatives as mandated by the act, the office of the president is also supposed to appoint some people mm -hmm. in addition to, so that the whole board will be properly constituted. And remember that the president's office has to also be cautious and careful to appoint people of high integrity and moral standing who will be able to assist the Office of Special Prosecutor to carry out the mandate as mandated by the Act. If, if, you know, if you rush to appoint people who go there and have questions to answer, then it will defeat the very purpose for which you are supposed to do that. You may say that, yes, there's undue delay, but sometimes it is done because you need to do due diligence to clear those who are supposed to be appointed to such positions because of the sensitive nature of that particular mandate that you're supposed to carry out as an appointee of government. So it is better to take your time, do due diligence, and appoint these people than rush and appoint people who will have questions to answer. And then another round of debate will begin so that we'll have an unending piece of uh, debate among ourselves. So I will say that, yes, there may have been some delay in the appointments, but it is for due diligence to be conducted. And I know sooner than later, the board will be inaugurated, and this will become history.
so that they can assist uh, the, the special prosecutor to carry out his mandate. You also spoke about So, so we, take, we take this as the official yes. uh, response. Oh, sooner than later. That it is, it is because of the sensitive nature of the office. Yes. And there need to need, be a lot of... And they need to be careful yes. to appoint. Yes. But the law has listed those who will come onto the board already. Yes, but it I'm says saying that this institution brings this, this, this institution brings, and then there will be a chairperson. Yes, but that's why I'm saying that there are a number of them supposed to be appointed by the office of the president. Mm. The president is mandated to appoint some. Right. Yes, the state is it's not only the anti corruption institutions and other state institutions. You recall that, for example, we have a rep from Yoko, we have a rep from um, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the office of. Um, um, those who are mandated to look at uh, drug regulations in, in, in this particular country, the police service, they are, they are represented, and etc. So those institutions, very easy to present their names because they have... And remember that even also when those institutions have presented their names, there has to be some security checks on their background to ascertain mm. whether or not okay. they have I, any I questions. Think, I think we should go to the question of the funding. Yes, I'm, I'm moving to. there. Mm. So now to the question of funding, something again... I have been in Parliament. I've been privileged I'm, to be I'm in Parliament for to, four years. I'm, I'm trying to rake up the law, but because as far as I know, I think there's none that the president appoints. The, the president is supposed to appoint. Um, I, I can tell you for sure. Okay, because so I, I, let I, me bring up the law and yes. then we'll look at the, the particular portion. Okay, so, go ahead. So the, the funding aspect, you see, you may be talking about how much has been released and etc. But I don't mm. know of any state institution, as far as I've been in Parliament for four years, that requested for a particular amount of money and was given everything. I don't know of any such uh, state institution because we are living within limited resources that are available in the National Kitty for distribution to the various agencies and state institutions. Mm. So in the midst of constraints, mm. you have to re-engineer it in a manner that would, it will distribute to the various agencies so that it does not still affect the management of this. I remember that the Minister of Finance is the one mandated to carry out this particular aspect of our, 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 our life. So, as a, um, an agency is responsible for this, the Ministry is mindful of the fact that it has a certain envelope, and within that envelope has to spend. It, it cannot spend outside of that. So, if the ministry has 10 cities to spend and it has to distribute it among all state institutions. And OSP is giving 170 million, and 10 million of that money has been released. Mm. Subsequently, the other money will be released based on request placed and availability of funding. Because the ministry doesn't have an ending funding. It may be unfortunate that they are not resourced enough, but as time evolves, I know for sure that we will meet these things. And when, when we have fully established the various structures, okay, the prosecutorial, the investigative and asset recovery aspects. You know that there are all uh, departments within the Office of Special Prosecutor. You have those who will do the investigations, those who will do the prosecution, and those who will do the assets recovery. These are all supposed to be under the Office of Special Prosecutor. So when we have finally established all these things, the yearly budgetary allocation definitely will come down because the demand for more money based on staff recruitment, office equipment, staff salary and etc. will also what? Reduce. But for a start, you have this huge demand, which you know for sure that it is impossible, okay, mm. to, to give all such money at a go to the entity because of competing demands in other equally important departments of state. Mm. So yes, the funding has not been adequate 
but has been very serious effort on the part of government by way of commitment, getting the office allocation, etc. And the law itself even coming into effect and force and the appointment of the officer to be in charge. Mm. That mandate alone, and by what the office is doing now, ha having arranged a number of uh, individuals before court, All right. and, and, and actually setting <laughs> up others again mm. for investigation and prosecution, mm. We ought to comment and say that it's a step forward, right? So that we can engineer. I, I think that's not in doubt. Uh, many are commending the OSP already for uh, those steps. The <coughs> section five um, talks about those to be uh, sort of appointed, but if you look at it in real terms, it is a selection. Uh, seven of all by the various institutions that have been named: <coughs> a representative from the Ghana Police Service of a certain rank. A representative of the uh, Yoko of a certain yes. rank, a yes. representative of the Financial Intelligence Center yes. of a certain rank, um, a representative of Shraj, uh, one person with a background in intelligence not below the rank of a director nominated by the minister responsible for national security. There's one person who is a female representing the anti-corruption civil society organization, you know, and then uh, they, together with the OSP and the deputy, will definitely will form the board. But of course, the, the law will say the president will do this appointment in cons in in one to Article 70 yes. of the of the Act. <clears throat> but in actual sense, they are sort of, if you like, a group of people coming from various uh, institutions outside the OSP. <clears throat> Sorry, um, let me go to uh, Professor Kojoa Piagetua now. Uh, Prof, what do you make of the concerns that are being raised about the funding, the need to set up independent uh, and separate forensic uh, laboratory, uh, create a cell, <clears throat> if you like, call it a holding cell or whatever it is, and um, the questioning of the board as well. What do you have to say? Thank you, Sanking, uh, for the opportunity to be with um, the discussion this morning. So I think that having listened to the discussions and um, the comments made, um, my view on the subject uh, is that we should see corruption as a very complex phenomenon. And we should know, identify the beneficiaries and the victims when corruption is in, is in place. We have international actors that benefit from corruption, and we have local actors. We have government institutions, and the seat of government itself all being part of the stakeholders when we are talking about the subject matter of corruption. Um, but if corruption would thrive, it's about how the government is properly positioned and the government's commitment to fighting corruption that to make all the difference. Uh, because in a lot of ways, government itself is also a beneficiary of corruption. Sometimes it pays lip service to fighting corruption. So the approach may be different in, in different jurisdictions or in different ways. In the particular context of uh, Ghana, we see a situation where we have shown the commitment to fight corruption in, by, in word and in the law, but in action, it seems to be something different. And because corruption is 
complex and interconnected. It's connected to the economy, it's connected to um, social status, it's connected to governance. It, it's, it is a, a harder-headed problem that needs to be tackled from a perspective that will ensure that we're able to see the results. It is not just the law that will make the difference, but on the day, what is the substantive results that we can see on the ground? We have seen how the government's record on um, corruption has uh, come down, uh, looking at the uh, um, integrity, um, I mean, the corruption watch um, um, annual reports that they give. And that tells you that the, the fight, the corruption fight is being waged simply by way of the laws that we have in place. And the laws are not working or they are not being allowed to work. And so that is what we are, the situation we have now. You see, yeah, Professor Bafo Ajimendia, Professor Bafo Ajimendia, Chief Executive of the Officer of the Kufour, John Kufour Foundation, um, <clears throat> have joined others expressing a lot of concern and they speak about worsening corruption, worsening corruption. And therefore, this is an organization that you need to give priority attention to and not give any excuses. If the board, uh, the term of the board is to expire, you don't wait for it to expire. And then so many months later, you now are constituting the team. That should be, be done in anticipation. Um, we, exactly. we, we said a while ago that uh, from what we know from the finance ministry, it does appear that it's 10 million out of the 170 million committed to the institution's budget have been released. But my information now, very credible source, is that it's actually 6 million and not 10 million, even though they ask for 1 billion. It's 6 million, and even that 6 million um, it's not, it's, has not been given, it's not with them yet. Yes, so, so that, that is the point. So we can count a, a slew of laws that are supposed to deal with corruption from different perspectives. We have criminal law, specifically within the um, Criminal and Other Offenses Act. We have most recently the most beautiful anti-corruption law we can talk about, probably in the whole world, the OSP office. And we know the constraints that have been put in the way of the office. So it, it doesn't prove to me, and of course all women in people that we are serious about fighting corruption. It's a way of doing some public relations gimmick that we are fighting it, but at the end of the day we are not. Because corruption keeps governments going. And I'm not saying that the, the government as a whole is corrupt, but there are some actors within the system. The, the clientelism is very high. And we have some sort of um, um, a new patrimonial system where we have a, high, a person at the top as a high figure, and people are feeding off this person, consciously or unconsciously, without the connivance of the, the person in power. But because the structures have been weakened and compliance has been low and implementation is poor, these things happen sometimes on the blind side of the, the president and some of his uh, people. We, we know, for example, that the president has been declaring his assets, mm -hmm. but a whole number of ministers have not been doing that. And so what does that tell you? It tells us that there's some weaknesses in the system that are being exploited. 
we can look at the case of the Ajeni Mbwatin um, example. So at the end of the day, we, we should look at the institutions, the structures, the personnel, and the society's um, perception and appreciation, and whether they trust such a, an office to work. Because at the end of the day, the society that is going to give the information to the institution to be able to then fish out and, and investigate and prosecute the people. If the trust with the society is not there, we have a problem. Mm. The personnel, we can have the personnel. But if that person is not committed, we, have, we, we are seeing um, a good signs that uh, Mr. Kisejabi um, will work, will make the thing work, will make the office work. Mm. So personnel leadership is critical. But at the end of the day, the stumbling blocks put in the way of uh, Mr. Mazinamidu should, should not be forgotten. The mm. fact that um, there will be other investigations going on alongside this uh, reports that a uh, complaint has been issued to him mm. and this um on the side investigation team come up with this report before the, that of the um, office of the osp uh, the, the osp and then we see a situation where it will compromise the ability of the osp to mm. come up with its own so funding, so, so prof, uh, let's, prof let's move let's move away from martin and um martin had his own issues um including that he didn't want to share with whatever but we understand that the new building now that whole edifice is for this dedicated to the osp's office now um for a president like uh, uh Penka just said a president who has gone all this way to ensure that this beautiful edifice is it nine story or so has been made available and um the institution that put it up has been deprived of its use. That sounds like priority. Um, a president who set up this institution and then, you know, appointed, quote-unquote, his enemy, op opponent, to be the foundation um, special prosecutor. All of that shows commitment. So if they need one billion and they've been, the, there's been a commitment of 170 and halfway into the year, only six million has been released, and even the six million has not hit the account. Should the suspicion be that this is deliberate, intended to sort of uh, muzzle them from being able to operate? That is exactly my point. The, it is deliberate, and it is designed to ensure that the office will not function and function properly. Because if it is functioning properly, like I said, Corruption is tied to uh, governance. And governance, as one pol uh, political scientist puts it, it's about self-interest. But it's about the, uh, the level of self-interest that we're talking about. And also the institutions that are in place to check um, the, the self-interest or the execution of a self-interest agenda. So if we have a situation where in our current um, political system, Corruption thrives because governance thrives on corruption. Then those who are working with the government are benefiting from the corruption that is ongoing. And therefore, they will not make the system work. Because if it works, then we are going to, they are going to be exposed. If you look at the current situation, uh, how much we lose through corruption, one statistics indicate that we lose $3 billion a year through corruption. The office needs 1 billion cities to do its work. And we are going to save $3 billion a year 
we are talking about how much we can get from e-levy and so on. Corruption can be, uh, tackling corruption can be a major way of saving the, the, the country so much money. And corruption doesn't only affect governance or the economy. It affects crime, transnational organized crime. Corruption mm. is a system on its own that people use to make profit. Mm. But it also aids in the commission of other crimes. So that is why it should be given priority attention more than any other activity that we see the government um, embarking um, on. Because at the end of the day, if it is properly set up and it is working, mm. it's going to weed out the, the corrupt personnel and the corrupt systems that are taking place. Mm. And Ghana will be the better place for it. Well, well let's, let's uh, you know, pretend for a moment that even the six million halfway into the year has been released. Um, the one billion that he seeks as a budget to make his office a lot more, as it were, functional, is that not asking too much of uh, a country whose economy is hit in the manner we are now after COVID and now Ukraine and, you know, the usual, uh, um, you know, suspects when it comes to the economy that is suffering? Isn't one billion not for his office in that building? And the, the idea is that why don't you share, share with other people, interministerial or inter... Uh, I hope